You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. While you were skipping stones, building forts, and flying kites, I was missing school and all my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello, I'm Mark Tuminelli, and welcome to the Little Me Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today. She made her Broadway debut in the original cast of Sunday in the Park with George and went on to create the role of Little Red in the original Broadway cast of Into the Woods and the PBS film version. She played Frederica in A Little Night Music at Lincoln Center and appeared in the Broadway productions of The Crucible, The Little Hotel on the Side, A Year with Frog and Toad, and All My Sons. Her film credits include Radio Days, Mighty Aphrodite, The Normal Heart, and on TV in Jessica Jones, Orange is the New Black, The OA, The Good Wife, and Blue Bloods, and so many other things. Please welcome Broadway legend Danielle Ferland. Hi, thanks Hi, for having me. How are you? It's like why when you say all those things together, and I had to leave out like a thousand other credits, <laughs> you've done so much and you've had such an awesome, amazing career. Oh, um, thank you. So thank you for being here. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours oh. since I first met you. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go way back to the beginning. You grew up in Connecticut. Were you just the most talented child ever? I did. <laughs> were your parents like, we got we to gotta get her started in this business? How did it start for you? Well, actually, I... Um, my parents were just, we were just kind of a normal fam. Well, not really normal. We were very odd, all of us. No, I really, I had this overzealous dancing school teacher who she liked to, you know, find people. She liked to make kids famous. And she had these connections in New York with casting directors and agents. And she ran this dancing school with this summer program in theater. And um, she was holding auditions for the Wizard of Oz. And you know, it was, it was a very clicky school. They were, you know, great kids, a lot of talent. And I auditioned for one of the roles. And as a newbie, you weren't really allowed to be cast in one of the leads. So it was very scandalous because I got up to sing and everyone was like, who is this? She, you know, she's not allowed. It's very, it's, it was a big deal. People were looking at my mother. You didn't tell us you didn't. She's like, I didn't know. I, I really didn't know. And I got uh, one of the uh, I got one of the Dorothys and one of the casts, and it was a big deal. People were really angry about it. <laughs> you know, the, the moms. You know, you think New yeah. York theater Who's parents are bad. You know, yeah, you think New York theater theater parents are bad. It was um, it was a big deal. So she approached my parents, this woman, and she said, "You know, I think your daughter has something. I've taken kids into the city before, introduced them to agents." And my parents said, "Well." all right. You know, and their, their friend said, you're crazy. You know, this is something she can choose to do when she's older. You shouldn't, you know, take time out of your lives. You have kids, you know, what are you, what are you doing? They said, well, it's a great opportunity. You know, I was 10 at the time and they said, we're not committing to anything. We can take her in and maybe nothing will come of it. We can, you know, they, so she, this woman brought me in with my parents and my mom, mostly we met a few agents and one was interested and I started auditioning and um, I think I booked a few commercials at first, but I always wanted to do theater. And I, um, I booked uh, Sunday in the park with George off Broadway. And I remember this very well because it was a Saturday and the trains weren't running the Metro North trains. There was some crazy thing happening. It was a strike or something. And my dad was like, I'm not driving. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to do it. And I walked in to Playwrights Horizons and the lobby, the waiting room was and my dad was like, get me the hell out of here. Like, this sucks. Like, this is just the worst. It was full of girls and their parents. In and pigtails. He was like, yeah. get me the hell. This is the worst. And I remember the audition really well because it was just, it was a really personal experience. You don't forget something where the director works with you closely in a way that they're speaking to you like you're a human being. You don't just stand on the stage and they're yelling at you from the theater I just, I just remember it well, especially since I got, I got the job. Um, and, you know, from there that, you know, started my relationship with Sondheim and James, obviously the director was James Lapine. Um, and then I moved to Broadway with that. And it was a pretty, I, I was really happy that my dad decided to drive me in that day. What, were your, what was your parents' experience of sort of seeing you go from the dance school Wizard of Oz to this beautiful, artistic, perfect Broadway musical? It was it was insane because 
truly, when I think back, as much as I can say, you know, everybody's, my parents were, were game, you know, they didn't have to do it. And although, and every time I run, I run into people today that knew my parents and they're, they always ask about them because they, people brought up over the years, I had the best parents. They weren't show business parents. They were nice. They were a little, they were humble. They didn't, they weren't pushy. They weren't, you know, they were great. Um, and they, they loved it. They kind of like went along for the ride and my parents, they loved Evita. That was their huge, they listened to it all the time. So when they found out that man, my mother was in love with Mandy Patinkin. So she was like, Mandy Patinkin. She was Tom Cruise, Mandy Patinkin, Patrick Dempsey. That's oh what God. it was about for my mother. She, and I luckily, and I worked, I was in All My Sons with Katie Holmes. So I thought my mother was going to have a cow. We're going to get Tom that. Cruise. I know she was like, she met Tom Cruise and she was like, Ooh, I've never seen my mother. You know, it was an amazing experience, like seeing her in different levels yeah. of like, I don't want to go, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but Mandy, she was so excited because, you know, obviously that so, was just too much of her. <laughs> for your first like professional job to be right. the greats of musical theater yeah. in the history, I mean, who's who's better than Sondheim, right? Uh, right. So to have your first experience be that is, is so incredible and also so hard to live up to. And yet you have lived up to it. But the, uh, what do you remember about being in the rehearsal room with these guys and Bernadette Peters and Mandy? Talk to me about what you remember about that first experience. Well, that experience, I mean, as my experience changes in my mind over the years, because when I, when I look back, I remember people talking about it, that it was very unique. It wasn't like anything they'd ever done before. It was, it changed so much. And I think, I do think that there was some amount of frustration with the process for some people because of the way it, the process unfolded. Um, I think they weren't, their, the script was kind of being put together in the room and the process was really up in the air. And, um, you know, when we did Sunday off Broadway, act one wasn't done. Um, act two went in three days before we closed and it was like in pieces and it was, they were really, it was really a developmental work. Um, and it was just different. It was, I think people were creatively trying to figure out what it was. I don't think it was negative necessarily. I think it was just artistically. Um, and as a 10 year old, you're kind of like, you know, yeah. I love the time of being innocent because as you get older, you're like, Oh, I kind of long for that time when you're you weren't involved in being like, I can't believe they made those changes. Right. And like, what, when am I going to go to Macy's and pick out the next, next gunny sacks dress for opening night? Do you remember, do you even know what gunny sacks I is? Mean, I don't think I, I mean, <laughs> look it up, Google it right. for any women of a certain age. Um, at any rate, I, I digress. So <laughs> talk about going off the rails. Um, but yes, I, so I remember that. I remember working, I remember there was a boy in the cast, do you, don't you know, who I recently ran into in Brooklyn just on a day trip. He was in, in like, family. The, like the kid in the beginning. Yeah. In the, in the he was the, the bather boy. Yeah. He's this boy, this man, Brad Kane, who was actually the singing voice of Aladdin. Yes. And I, I ran into him in this food market in Brooklyn and he said, Danielle, it's Brad Kane. It was just about six months ago. He said, do you remember me? I said, are you, are you, are you shitting me? Of course I remember you. Are you kidding? Like what? I haven't seen him since we did the show and I just ran into him. Did you guys used to hang out since you're the, the really the only kids? Yep. We went yeah. to the galaxy diner and to Roy Rogers. Those were our two big hangouts. Mr. <laughs> Rogers. An, right. It was an incredible experience. There were so many parties too during that show. I remember there were some, some amazing fancy, fancy parties, but of course the show was, it was an amazing, and again, looking back and listening to the music over the years, just the way that show continues to impact my artistic life and affect me. Like there was a time, a short period of time, actually a long where I really couldn't even listen to it. Like it would just bring me to tears in a good way and not necessarily in a bad way, but it was so moving and profound and I revisit it all the time. And it's so interesting to me that I, I couldn't even really grasp what it was at the time because I was so young Yeah, and really just, it's such an incredible piece of theater and winning the Pulitzer prize and what it represents and always will and how it resonates. And it's just amazing. And I'm so fortunate to have been a part of that. 
and you know your performance lives on in the cast album which oh is gosh. you know probably you know every theater lover's favorite recording um what do you remember about Bernadette and Mandy with you or did they have time to even focus on you or were they nice <laughs> at the time to this little kid I remember I think a lot of people Mandy I feel was very um he was so energetic he had this spirit that really in my memory infected everyone he was always enthusiastic he was just really brought that to the room that's what I remember when he was working he was just like full tilt boogie and you know fully invested and but it was always on fire and you know a couple of years ago Bernadette was honored at the drama league and I gave a speech about her and I had to reflect on our years together and looking back at the kind of person that she was to work with and having to reflect on that and how she was to me knowing her from the age of 10 up until, you know, however old I was a few years ago, thinking about how you can aspire to be someone like her. She is a true Broadway star person in every way because she speaks to you. She works with you. She's the consummate professional. She always tried to connect. And she did that with me. She would say, come in, let's, let's talk for a few minutes. She wanted, I mean, not every day, but she wanted to create relationships. She never ingratiated herself. She never got too close, but that's because she was trying to maintain some kind of a professional distance. I feel I, I don't know, but it, when I looked back, I'm like, this is what it means to be a true artist, always giving 300%, always on her game and never phoning it in and, and always there supporting everyone, but never like, I'm going to be everybody's best friend and I'm going to just pal around all the time, but always knew how to ride the line and how to show up and how to do her, um, her best work every day. Like, and be the perfect example for like a young person. Like this is what you want to do and be and how to act like a professional and like a true star. I like that she is what people should try to try to be like. And I'm sure like an amazing thing to learn at yeah. 10 and 11 yeah. and as you continue and to you, work with her. Right. And you don't even realize it until you're trying to write like what has this person meant to me. Yeah. You know, it's so kind you, of incredible. You do Sunday for what, a year on Broadway? Yeah. Okay. And then do you go back to your regular life or you're really auditioning? I know you, you do radio days, the Woody Allen yeah. film in between, mm -hmm. you know, uh, your Broadway shows. So were you just auditioning for a ton of stuff as a kid? Is it like um, Yeah, it wasn't really a ton. I mean, it was some stuff, but it had to be, I guess, as we put it, worth it to like leave school for if I was going to, I, I did a couple, I did some off Broadway stuff. I did, um, I did another show at Playwrights. Um, Is that Paradise? That oh, yeah, Paradise, right? <laughs> that was fun. I had a great time doing that, by the way. Charlene Woodard, amazing. Oh, my God. Um, exactly. And then I did a bunch of readings of Into the Woods. In the first reading, you know, Chip was a prince. Oh, did wow. You know no, I did not exactly. know that. Exactly. And then it went to San Diego, and I did not go because of the timing. I would have had to miss three months of school and m repeat my entire sophomore year. And it was devastating. It was just not, and I would have had to move, my parents would have had to move or my mom. And we just weren't those, it just wouldn't have worked out. It was not, it was a tough decision. So did they just off because they knew you and you were like their go-to kid or James and Steven, like, do you want to play? Little it Red? wasn't, I don't think it was as easy as that. I had to come in. I had to learn the song and come in and sing. I'd heard, I heard that they were seeing other people, but I, maybe they just, I, I'm fairly certain they needed to be sure. I think they needed to know that I could sing the song because that song wasn't written when I was doing readings. Mm -hmm. I did a long workshop at Playwrights of it. Um, I mean, I've been told after the fact, you know, they wrote in my college recommendations that they wrote the role with me in mind, which is very flattering and wonderful. But you do have to know that this is the right decision. So you know, you have to double check, I suppose. When did you know that you were going to Broadway with into the woods. So after they came back from San Diego, I remember I got in the car after school one day and my mother said, guess what? It's going to Broadway and you got the call that they want you to learn the song. So I went to Paul Gemignani's apartment and I learned it and I went in and sang it for them. And I went home and I, 
you know, I heard through the grapevine or through my manager that they were looking at other people. And then about a week later, they offered it to me. And I was like, you know, that's amazing. And um, then we went into rehearsal over the summer. I think we did this crazy thing where we did a workshop and they were looking at different endings and then they went away and rewrote. And then we came back and went into full rehearsal. Did you know when you were in those workshops and labs and that it was something beyond, yeah, special? I mean, it became. Yes, I, I did. I mean, it was so fascinating to think about. I mean, just the idea, look, thinking about interwoven fairy tales with like one original fairy tale sort of driving the whole thing. Um, you know, the, uh, the idea of the baker and his wife. Um, I mean, it seemed like, yeah, a very cool idea from the get go. It was. God, and thinking about the changes, insane, crazy. What are some of the changes that you remember? Well, the no more three little pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Casting, you know, just different. Uh, I remember walking into the one of the final sort of workshops that I did and Bernadette being there. I'm like, ah, you know, because I don't think she was sort of associated with any. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, enough said. Uh, what else? Uh, just different. I remember Jack, uh, Jack's song. There was a different Jack song, a different Cinderella song, you know, act two being pretty much non-existent in any workshop. Um, but that was so long ago. And then so many things. I hear stories about how they wrote, he wrote No One Is Alone when they were in San Diego. And it was something that just like devastated everyone. They had to stop. People had to leave the room and just in terms of just everyone was yeah. in tears, you know, he came in and he was like, I have a new song, everyone. And he played it. And yeah. I can only imagine. Crazy. Um, yeah. So you're 16 at this point or are you 15? Uh, 15 going okay. on 16. So we mm -hmm. start this Broadway, you know, production, we start previews mm -hmm. and people are, I guess, freaking out or what was the, did you know, did the audience know like what they were in for right at the beginning of it? Yes, I guess so. I mean, it was really, again, a lot of changes. I mean, one famous change is that the the wolf's costume uh, underwent a big <laughs> anatomical <laughs> trim because it was very, um, it, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty graphic and it swung a lot and I, it basically stopped. I hadn't really seen it. And it stopped me in my tracks and it's, and it really gave a lot of old ladies a heart attack. So they did have to tone it down a little. Um, but yes, it was very special. I mean, it really, it had a lot of heart and it was also, it also spoke to reality of, you know, life, you know, you can get what you want, but then what happens, you know, we got to live on afterwards. And I mean, it was, it, it was very, it's, it was, it's a fascinating show. And again, I was so grateful and I had an amazing time. I mean, of course there's ups and downs. You're a teenager commuting into New York city and trying to balance your life and <laughs> figure out how to maybe date. I don't know. Well, it's also like this enormous role. I mean, it's not like this mm -hmm. tiny little part that you're just popping in. Like this is a right. role that has yes. a very clear beginning, middle and an end. And you are in high school, you're in 10th grade. Like when I was yep. in 10th grade, I was watching the VHS of into the woods every day after school. Right. And you were doing into the woods every day after school. Right. So, it's just a very, you know, wild experience to be this, you know, star of a Broadway show and be in high school. Did it they was. And especially since I didn't come, I didn't move to the city and go to like professional children's high school. We, I did community, uh, continue to commute. I had a really great support system in my high school. We managed to figure out how to arrange my schedule so I could go in late and make up work. And, you know, my guidance counselors, everybody was so happy you know, it wasn't, I didn't want a lot of extra attention. I wasn't that person. I never have been. I just wanted, I appreciated it so much, like what they were doing for me. You know, my mother was a teacher. So the guidance counselor was a friend of our family. And she was like, what can we do to figure this out? I had enough credits. I could do it. And then I would get on the train. I started commuting by myself, um, which was great. And then I would get home at night. I always rode in the front car in the Metro North with the techies from the other shows, which was fantastic. Although my mom wasn't thrilled because, you know, they were mostly guys and they're like 40s. Anyway. Drinking beers on Metro North. Drinking beers, yeah, except for me. 15 at um, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it was uh, it was interesting. I I mean, I, I loved I loved it. It was great. I discovered coffee. I remember, the, I remember discovering coffee at that time in my life. I, I did love it. It was, 
I remember I didn't think to overthink things at the time. I just loved what I did. Yeah, there were there were definitely ups and downs, uh, but I it was what I wanted to do. So it wasn't you know. Was it hard for you to be the only non-adult in in the company? Or it was, but I I did hang out um, with. There were some people who had no issues hanging out with me. You know, we because I was I was pretty easy to get along with. Uh, that is interesting that you pointed that out because I. In the two me major shows that I did when I was young, I was the only young person. It's not like I was in Annie, you know, yeah. where it was a bunch of kids. But I did hang out with my covers. I did, um, um, and there was uh, my dressing roommate was Pamela Winslow, where uh, she was fantastic. I loved. Um, she was twenty one, I think, at the time, so that was great. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was just I just remember it just being so. I don't remember ever being unhappy. Like I was just kind of riding the wave and really it was just fantastic. It was just great. I'm sure it was like the most spectacular experience. What do you remember about making that cast recording? Oh God. I loved the way we did that. I remember I recently saw a picture where it's Chip and Joanna at a microphone and just being on that stage what was the name of that studio? It was on 44th, just west of 6th Avenue. No, I, I know what you're talking about. And I can't remember. And you're not in booths. You're just, just on the entire in orchestra. Yeah. And you're just in that big open space. And it's so incredible. I just, there's nothing like hearing that entire thing. And you're just doing it like a live. It, there's nothing like, no, you're, there's no piecing together of anything. And you're just going for it. And I just love, and there's no, we didn't do that many takes. It was just like, let's just keep it raw and real. And there's no like tweaking. I don't know. I listen to it. You know, you listen to it over and over and it really just sounds like it sounded. So great. It's, a, it's amazing. And I know things now, many valuable things that I hadn't known before. Do not put your faith in a cape and a hood. They will not protect you the way that they should. And take extra care with strangers. Even flowers have their dangers. And though scary is exciting, nice is different than good. What was your parents' reaction to see you perform at that level? I mean, it's your performance is spectacularly funny and adult and smart. And you sound you. like a dream, like your voice is sick. Like it's all so perfect and nobody has ever come close to doing what you've done in that oh, show. But thank you. everyone, so nice. it's like all these artists at the top of their game, like giving performances that like nobody can match. But what was your parents' reaction to seeing you shine like that bright and that perfectly? I mean, I, I think they, they were so at the, I mean, again, I think back on it and I feel it could have gone so many different ways. They could have gone in, you know, insane and tried to like market the heck out of it. They just weren't that kind of a person. They just kind of rode, rode the wave of just going with the flow. And that's kind of how I felt. I feel like if I'd overthought it or pushed or really, I really went with my instincts. You know, a lot of times I think back and I, 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 you know, it's so hard to just go with your gut and you, you know, and I remember feeling that way about James Lapine too. It's, it's such a gift to be able to harness that and be able to support that in, in a, in a, an actor, you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, and for my parents to be able to just enjoy it and not, and be able to support their other kids and commute. And luckily I was commuting on my own. They really just, I know they loved it. They were proud. They made me feel great. And they were, I remember when I had to go back to school, like after I'd been in rehearsal, I was really scared. I'd had some bullying issues in middle school because of this. And I remember my dad staying up with me when I'd gotten home from after uh, rehearsal because I was really scared to go back. And he was like, I remember him sitting with me being like, it's going to be okay. You know, we'll be there with you. Because it was, it was not, you know, that was definitely very up and down. Like they, I just, I don't remember anything that stood out in terms of them ever freaking out. Like they were just supportive at the time. Like it was, I was really lucky. Like I feel like it could have, it could have really tanked. Like they could have gone off the deep end. They could have flipped out in some way or another and they didn't do that. You know? And that's probably also where you got some of the confidence to try stuff and be present because there is not a parent necessarily right. trying to make you 
a star or right. It was present is such a good word, but I do feel that that is they weren't overly ambitious. They weren't like living vicariously through me. I mean, I know they enjoyed it, but that's it. You know, they weren't like, don't you want it more? Don't you want more? You know, it wasn't like that, you know? And none of that stuff really went to your head at 16 being like, I'm the star of Sondheim's new musical. <laughs> or like, I don't know. I mean, people tell me it didn't. I don't think it did because I just didn't want it. I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't like to walk into a room and have everybody there are people who still tell me these days that they think that's what you always want as an actor. That's actors just want to be the center of attention. I'm like, that is so not true. So many people I know act because they don't want people to, they want to be somebody else. That is, that's what it is. That's, it's really funny that you still have to convince people that that's, that's the case. Talk to me about the filming. You guys all were, the original cast was pretty yeah. done. And then PBS was like, we want to, film this. Talk to me about how you all came back to film that and what that experience must have been like. That was the most incredible gift. I will never forget it because it was my senior year. And when we got the call, I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me I can basically go back in time and recreate this incredible experience for a week, just kind of like drop in. It was unbelievable. Like, and the, for the fact that the fact that the current cast was so gracious about it, you know, they didn't have to be, I mean, they really, they really didn't have to be, it was unbelievable. So we filmed, we did the show again for a week and they filmed six live performances, I think. And we did pickups during the day and it was such an, an amazing gift. I'd been out of the show, I think since October and this was May or April. I was just, I said, this is just like the best thing ever. It's like going, it took me no time to pick it up again. You know, it's like ingrained in your memory. I, I you know, wake up at night singing lyrics and it was just the most amazing. I, I loved it. It was, I, and I was so happy. I think it's in a, in a, a such a, a great um, version. Like what they did, they captured it beautifully. Yeah, there's no, they've they never filmed it. the show that well ever again. It's like. No, and it's because of the way they did it, doing the six live shows. And then you've got the, you know, like the tower and stuff. So you can have the little, the, you know, the intricate details. It's, it's amazing. Do you ever, I mean, how often do you go back and watch it? Not that often. <laughs> <laughs> my kids have seen, obviously my kids. Yeah, I mean, it. and what is, what is their reaction to seeing their mom sort of. Uh, love it. it's so cool. Like to have footage like that of seeing your mom in high school starring in a Broadway music, like who gets to say that it's, I know. And I still can't believe my son is only two years shy of how old I was when I did that. Wow. Like, I still can't, it's insane. I mean, it's a lot of pressure to have in, high, in high school to, to be doing this and filming your Broadway show and taking, you know, being done with it. Was it very hard to, when that felt like the finality of the Into the Woods experience, even though it'll never quite be over for you, but um, was it hard to just go back to being a regular high school student? Yes, it was. It felt, even though I wanted to graduate on time because there was sort of a threat of not being able to do that just because of credits and stuff, I, it was a little tough. I felt like a little, I felt a void it was definitely hard to readjust to like my social life, you know, cause there's some, you know, you know who your friends are when they've sort of forgotten about you. Some <laughs> people are like, sort of like later. Um, I, but I had, I mean, it was, it was all right. I definitely knew I wanted to do something again soon. It's one of the reasons I went to NYU because I knew I wanted to be in the city. Um, but you know, it was, it was okay. I, I did party quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. No, I think that's great. I mean, I remember coming home. <laughs> I do remember my poor mother. She's going to hear this. I mean, you might want to. I don't know if I should say. No, I remember sure. once I came home. I have to tell you, I came home drunk one night and she knew. She was like, is this what you gave up Broadway for? Was, was it your choice to leave the show or had you? Um, yes, it was. I, I, it was just, it'd been, I just couldn't, I just didn't want to do another year of high school. Like I couldn't, I would have had to repeat my senior year. Like I didn't have enough juice in the bank to, <laughs> to complete my senior year. So, and I'd done it for a year and a half. So it was, 
you know. And that's like a huge thing. It's like, yeah. it's an exhausting part. It's an exhausting show. It's weird though, because when I look back, I'm like, maybe I should have stayed. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what the right thing. And it was hard on the family. It was hard. Yeah. It was, it was tiring, you know. Um, and it wasn't. Uh, you know, you went back in, in 2012, you played the Baker's wife at Baltimore God. center stage. And yeah. And Westport, like we, yeah. it was a duel, but it was, that was insane. I sobbed when I got that because I was like, what a, talk about full circle in your life. Yeah. That was incredible. Um, Joanna I, Gleason in that yeah. original production is quite possibly the funniest. No, perfect. Like nobody can do that. Right. How do you, how do you recreate that? How do you I don't know. do with your own stamp on it? It seems. I don't know what I did. Awesome. I just tried to keep it authentic. I tried to not, I, it's hard because I remembered everything. Well, I didn't remember everything she did. Although I, 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 I just tried. It was a different production obviously. And what I was, I tried to, from the beginning, think about my, what I was, who I was working with. I said, just focus on your other actors. Like try to make it about acting with the person that you're speaking to speak to the person because that is in, that's automatically going to change what you do. Was everyone really looking like at you for everything? Like people did, ask me questions you know, like sure, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. People like ask me questions. I'm like, oh, I can't help you. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just in the play. Um, obviously into the woods has had a huge life partly because of the video, partly because it's an incredible musical and there's the junior version that is done probably more than any other junior show. Have you I've seen, it, have you a seen few it? Yeah. That was my next question. <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, I love it. I love it when I see it though, because sometimes I'll just, I'll see these. I love it when I see moments too, where I'm like, Oh, look at that. That's like new and fun and exciting, you know? And sometimes it's bad and that's fun too. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's stunk. I love it. Um, and I love it when it's so enthusiastic. I love it. I, I mean, it, it's it. such a beautiful show and such yeah. an important part of the legacy of Broadway and that you got to do it and Definitely. that it's filmed and that there's a recording. It's just like, icing on the cake and um certainly i was obsessed with that as a theater kid and uh, you know and i tell really young is. theater kids now i'm like if you have not watched this record scratch, everyone go stop what you're doing um because but, there's yeah right there's so many things that people are obsessed with i know like wicked and there's amazing shows and and as we continue on there are going to be more of these amazing things that are people but you have to go back and pay homage to yeah. these like because that's like people it has its cult volume as it should it's it's unbelievable. And and again, you couldn't be more brilliant. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy currents issued by Sutton bank and Celtic bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So you go to NYU, correct? Yes. And then how quickly did you book crucible? That was 91. That was right after I did. Well, yeah, when I did, um, night music, I was in school, which was perfect because it was in, it was in, um, rep with all these other shows at city opera. And I did it over like two years. So it was like, we kept doing these, I would have one show like every couple weeks. This is like the best job ever. Um, yeah. And do you just get an offer for that? Because now you're like Stephen Sondheim's go-to child actor. I actually don't remember. I really don't. I, I don't know. But I loved doing that. It was a beautiful production. I watched Weekend in the Country gorgeous. last night. It's on YouTube. Oh, um, my God. Gorgeous. It's so good. You're so good. You're so funny. Um, and it's such a great little part to, you know, kind of make find ways to make special and stand out. And you're, yeah. of course, again. I'm really young and my hair and that. Jeez, that wig. God. It's like. Regina, I know. Regina Resnick used to. Because I, I used to wear my hair down. It was always in my face. She was like, with your hair down, you look like a square. So her nickname for me in that show was Square. 
why do you wear your hair like that square? I was like, I, I, I don't know what to say to you. And Sally Ann Howes would just laugh. Oh my God. Laugh at it. She's like, she calls you square. Oh, that's so silly. She was the best. Oh my God. That truly, she was truly scrumptious. And that, In, I love yeah. it. And that was Amazing. also filmed for PBS. Beautiful. Because we don't oh, let them go on stage without filming. No, we it. don't. Oh my God. I have so many things to tell you about this show. I can't even. It has so much. Uh, so much about my life and that wrapped up in that show. Oh my God. And so Crucible was the same year as that. Uh, was it? says 91 everywhere I Googled. Yeah. Right. Well, it was right. Yeah. I did Crucible and a little, yeah, that was the national actress there. Their first, their inaugural season. Oh my God. It's so like just nonstop. How do you go to, how are you a student at NYU while you're doing all this? Was that a hard balance or? But listen to Crucible. I don't think. Crucible was right after I graduated, though, wasn't it? Listen, was it? I wasn't I there. Know. I'm just... I don't know. I think I'd already graduated. <laughs> no, I don't know, Mark. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Um, but you, like, pretty much keep working through college, and you're doing tons of things, like Tartu for the Delacorte. Like, you're, oh, my God, that's right. Oh, that was the there's best. There's so many. You don't stop. But so what kind of what kind of training are you getting that gets you prepared to do, you know, classic theater at the Delacorte? you know, oh my gosh. and you know, you're singing your face off in all yeah. of these musicals. Where, where is all of this training coming from? I had the best experience at NYU. I decided to do this thing called classical studio. And I had the best teacher on the planet who basically changed, didn't change. It just affected me and impacted me more than any teacher. His name was Louis Sheeter. He recently retired from NYU. Um, he, um, I was in a few Shakespeare, uh, and other classical plays there with him. I was in King John. I played puck in Midsummer. Um, he was just the most amazing teacher for me, professor. Uh, and I, I had, I did two, two years of that and I learned so much and I really loved it. I didn't do musical theater. I did, well, I did Godspell at NYU, but <laughs> That was, I, I did, uh, I performed, but I did not study musical theater. Is it hard to be a theater student when you have this level of credits, you know? No, it wasn't for me because I'd never taken theater. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I also studied at Playwrights, which was, you got to pick your studio. And at Playwrights, I got to do like dramaturgy and directing. I loved directing. It's where I learned that I do love to direct. Um, so we got to do a lot of that. And, and I did do some... Yeah, I did to have one singing class, so that's that's not true. Um, and but the classical stuff was what I really got into. I I dug that big time. I really enjoyed that. I also did Love's Labor's Lost. Really enjoyed that. Those are my last two years. That's cool. When did Mighty Aphrodite come to you? That was in my mid twenties. Incredible. When I was doing Uncommon Women and Others, I remember I had a callback and I ran uptown because I had to meet Woody on set. And he said, oh, you're in a show, though. And I said, yeah. He's like, well, do you think you could get time off because we go to Italy? I said, I think so. And he went, and I said, he's like, okay. And they said, okay, come downstairs and we'll fit you for costumes. And I was like, okay. And they said, so we go to Italy in like a week and a half. Like, I'll have to call the theater. And I was like, because I'd never been abroad at all. And I was like, okay. Ciao, Bella. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm so excited. I had a great time doing oh, that. that movie. Is so oh my God. The plane was amazing. Oh, the plane. I was like this private MGM plane with like reclining seats and cookies. Oh was my the best. God. That's and this woman sitting across from me, I'm like, you look so familiar. And this guy, and the guy I knew was like, that's Olympia Dukakis. I was like, oh. just Olympia Dukakis. I'll never forget that. Just Olympia plane. Dukakis. And like a sweater on like a, like a knit cap. Have yeah, you seen that movie recently? Oh, no, but I loved doing that. Oh my, it was the best. I loved it. I thought it was great. It wasn't like one of his most like well-known, but he doesn't, he never did anything that was bad. I, it was great. I remember watching on HBO and I went, my God, that's little red riding hood. Like <laughs> with my big hair it just was, I was like, Amazing. Oh my God, I know her, you know, like, <laughs> I loved it. It it's felt great. like, I was like, this girl, her career is amazing. Like, it's just so cool. You got to do so many incredible things. And that movie obviously got, you know, did very well because Mira Sorvino and then she won the yeah. Oscar. Um, it's I know, and I never met her. I mean, I met her at the rap party because, you know, we weren't in the same, you know, thing. What do you remember about shooting that in Italy? Uh, 
well, first of all, his rehearsals were just, you know, he comes up to you and he just chats with you for a minute. And I just loved, I mean, for, it was beautiful, gorgeous there, you know, and the, the amphitheater was just in ruins and it was uh, the piazza, you know, they brought in fresh food and they were cooking on the terrace every day. That was craft services and just beautiful. There's the volcano. It was in Sicily. So the volcano there was dormant and it was just the beautiful, we were done at four every day and it was just hanging out with Helena Bottom Carter because she spoke. Italian and she was like come hang out with me to me and this other chick because I'll, I'll take you around because I speak Italian and it was just it was just great and just the just the cast it was just such a because Graziella Danielle choreographed that chorus so the the range people from like eight she had this incredible group of dancers from like age 20 to like age 60 who are all these Broadway dancers and David Ogden Stiers and Jack Warden, all these like amazing, just such such an incredible cast that was just there. Not and no one was super busy because everyone was in just like one section. So people were just like hanging out all over the place, and it was just bizarre. But like, like why are all these weird? No one you would ever think would be like together. Like we were all like at a restaurant table and like sharing a pizza. Like, why are all these people? This is just the weirdest. I mean, I imagine there's been so many moments of your life that if you yes. helicoptered it like a little and watched it yes. from above, you'd be like, what is happening? This is so yes. cool. Like when I was sitting in a conference room filming The Normal Heart and I was sitting like this close, like two feet away from Taylor Kitsch, you know, Tim Riggins, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and I was like movie. staring at him. No, but come on, let's, let's be honest. I was just staring at him and I'm like. I can't stop looking at you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. This no, it's great. You're a cougar. Uh, you know, he's really not that young though. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, how does this happen to me? Um, um, so in 2003, you're back on Broadway with a year and yes. frog and to year with frog and toad. A show yes. That I also just loved so much and is such a charming, wonderful, sweet musical. Um, and, uh, Tell me about the experience working on that show. I remember I sold tickets on Broadway then, and I remember we changed your schedule to like a three-show Sunday, and that's oh, it was. Like, we needed a special thing waiver from Equity to do yeah. that. No, it was three Saturday, two Sunday. Oh, that was we that. needed right. So we had Tuesday off, two shows Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday night, three Saturday, two Sunday. Okay, okay. fine. We also developed it in Minneapolis at the Children's Theater, okay. and it won. It it was a great. We, I loved the process for that because we, we kind of created this whole, and it was it was fantastic because at the time, um, Mark Lynn Baker was married to Adrian LaBelle, okay. who was Arnold LaBelle's daughter, who wrote the books, and they had commissioned Mar um, Willie Reilly and um, Rob Reilly to write the music because of, it was the style of music was very much so what Arnold LaBelle loved, and it was this love this like love letter to him. And Adrian, I remember, and Mark, they were so, Mark, Adrian was like, I married Toad, you know, because Mark was so cute yeah. in that role. And it was really wonderful. We had such a good time. We were such a tight knit group and we had, a, we really, it was, I loved doing that. It was, it seemed, I, it was very energetic, but it, it never seemed like, yes, it was a lot of work, but it wasn't a lot of work. It was fun and it was like character-y, but it was you just went in and you did it and you, you like gave it your all and it was over. But it was like, I thought it would seem more like exhausting than it was because it was just enter. It was just like pops, you know, and I, I just had a great time. And all those I wish we had a chance kids to do it more. sort oh, of yeah. having their first Broadway experience and. Yes. And it wasn't like, but it wasn't like, it was still a show. It was still had a lot of integrity. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a piece of theater. It wasn't just. It was really, I thought it was, a, it was so well done, so well written. And the music was fantastic. And you've directed it since then with the. Uh, I did at uh, Boston Children's Theater. It was great. Oh, we had, I had such a good time doing that. There's like a lot to mine out in that show. I mean, there's, there's yeah. like real relationships and sometimes it can be yeah. pushed off as this kid's show. I'm like, no, no, it's beautiful. No. It's kind of broken. And I, and I loved, cause I had to expand my cast and I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I had to add roles. I was like, so I'm going to break this up. And, you know, because you didn't, people didn't need a ton to do it. But I'm like, oh, I can add little creatures here and there. And, you know, it was fun trying to figure that out. I say all the time, I bet you don't even know what the funniest fruit is, which is oh, yeah. my, oh, yeah. my favorite line yeah. of yours. Because um, yeah. you have like the greatest little speaking voice. Yeah. That yeah. Have you done like a ton of voiceover stuff? 
I have. I don't book as much as I would like to, but I always listen. Listen here, world. Also, yeah, I would also. I also have all these great ideas that I don't really. You know, I'm always trying to write some sort of you know, animated series for myself. Right, let's and collaborate we'll someday. as soon as we're done. Let's collaborate. Okay. Um, all right. 2008, back on Broadway, all my sons um, with like the craziest cast, John Lithgow, Diane Weist, Katie Holmes. Um, talk to me about that experience. It was great, but it was that kind of thing where you're like, wow, this is what m it must be like if you're royalty. It was, I'd never experienced that level of celebrity where there's bodyguards and following you around two feet away this from you backstage. Like the height amazing. Tom, Kate. Yeah, the height of it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Scientology. And he was there all the time. First of all. Okay, he has to keep I an mean, eye on her. Well, and their family was there all the time. So like it, it, it totally, you can't believe everything you read. You know, when you're like, oh, she doesn't speak to her mother because he won't let, it's, it's not true. Like her family, first of all, I loved her. She was really just a very, nice, interesting to talk to, very invested, worked her ass off, really worked her butt off, like was always working and really gave it a hundred percent all the time. She was, I really liked her. I felt like she was like a good Ohio girl, you know, really, I really liked getting to know her. I did. And, um, yeah, he was there all the time. He was there a lot of it. And, um, I remember like, what am I going to talk to him about? Because I really wanted to have a conversation. So we ended up talking about preschool. Because Suri and Noah were, like, the same age. Right. I'm like, I got to find my in. I got to find my in. <laughs> you know? And also to be doing that play on Broadway, it just feels like... Oh, it was amazing. That was crazy. I loved experience. it. Oh, yeah. The director, too. Insane. Who directed he was that? Freakishly talented. Simon McBurney. Mm -hmm. Oh, amazing. I, I loved doing that. It was... That was another thing where I was just so, so lucky. And you've done obviously so much TV and movies and, you know, where do you feel like your, your heart really lies? Like, do, would you do would you uh, eight shows a week again? Yeah. 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 I would. I would. I, it's hard. You just want to feel inspired. I, that's all I want to feel these days. I don't feel so inspired lately because of this whole situation. Oh. I hate to, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. No, it's, it's, okay. it's just hard. It's just, it's just hard. And I feel a little, you know, it's just, it's difficult, but I, I love film and TV too. I just feel it's interesting. It's a challenge and focus, which is I'm up to the challenge. I love that too. I don't mind. I like all sorts of different challenges. I just want a good, it's all in the role. You know, if you feel like you can sink your teeth into it, I, I'm, I'm game. Um, I love watching you on Orange is the New Black, the final season. You had like, so much fun. I'm so excited. It was such a good fun storyline of Piper like going back into the real world and you being her like weird little circle of friends at work. Uh, we had a great time. Oh my god, it looked doing so fun. Um, but you've done the OA and a ton of episodes of Jessica Jones. Um, what kind of things do you get out of working uh, on film other than the fabulous paycheck sometimes? But no, again, I do. I think it's so interesting to try to, there's so many things to distract you. And I think it's really is an exercise in how can I really focus on myself and block out the outside voices it, because it's so easy to do that in life and you're going to be, you know, affected by extraneous things in the world and people trying to make, how are they going to make you feel about yourself? It, it, and, and how am I going to, look at this other person and connect with them and be in the scene. And, and I really think to myself, this is about this, this other, this other life that I've created. I really, I have to, I think to myself, all right, what are you going to do today? What's going to, how are you going to, how are you going to rise above it today? It's really is like a challenge for me because it's so, it's difficult. I find, especially when you haven't done it. And also to that end, to that end, I mean, on that note, sorry, you, what, what am I saying? When you're a lot of times when you come in, especially if you're only there for a day or a few days, this is, you, you're not always, can, it, people treat you differently. You know, you're not, it's the investment, you know, obviously you're going to make the scene better. You're going to make the episode better. If you're, if other actors who are regulars invest in you and, but they don't always do that. And you have to, then that means you have to give more. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to have some people really give to you. Like when I did The Good Wife, you know, Juliana Margulies was all in. She was like, oh, so nice to meet you. You set, as the star of the show, you set the tone as a regular. You know, some people haven't done that. 
they like could not care less. They don't even introduce themselves to you, which is so bizarre. I'm like, but you're going to look, you're, it doesn't work for you if you don't do that. So that's not, you don't sit there and you're like, well, what the hell, man? You, you just know that then you have to, you know, you can't let it affect you. It's just interesting to me that why wouldn't you? Do people, you know, that you're working with on set or things like that kind of have a connection with you from, you know, the Into the Woods DVD or VHS and how do they, how do they work that into the conversation? Well, sometimes they do. And I love it when I go on set and I know, like when I did Blue Blood, Stephen DeRosa played my husband. (laughs) I was so happy when I saw that because you just know from the get go that you're going to have a connection with someone. And it's such a relief because you know, you're not going to know anybody else on set. And like I walked on the set of Jessica Jones and I knew one of the makeup people from Maplewood. I know she's a makeup artist. I was so happy because you just want to see anything to sort of make you feel at home. Yeah. You know, because if you're like me, you walk in, you're like, hey, everybody, good morning. I'm going to sit down and get my makeup done. On the inside, you're kind of like, uh, you know, you got a little <laughs> like, a little bit like, is anybody like me? Who am I going to sit with? You know what I mean? Truly, you still are a little nervous. It's the, it's the first day of school yeah. all the time. Exactly. But even for me, I, I met you when I was about 20 and I was an assistant at a talent agency that you were a right. client of. And when I looked at the client list, that was the name. I was like, Danielle Furlan's <laughs> a client here. And um, I would always like try to like get you an appointment, I'd be like, we should submit Danielle Ferlin for that because you are awesome. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. 10 year old boy with a with bald boy, Danielle Ferlin. <laughs> if I got a job for you, Danielle, but it was, it was partly because when you did come in and I told you, I'm like, I know you are, I'm, I've been obsessed with you my whole life. You uh, were so nice to me and you weren't like some other people that are clients at that same talent agency who were not as nice to me. Oh, um, but why like, not? I mean, I don't know. You no, know, but like, you know, yeah, you don't forget it. that and you want to work with people like that. And when you look at your career, you, so many people have wanted to work with you multiple, you know, times because you're a delight to work with, you're a delight to have in the room and you work so hard and, you know, it's, it's so, it's so special. When you look back at all of this, what really right. sticks out as like this experience was, you know, exceeded every expectation. And I don't know, what, what do you look at well, I'm so fortunate that there have been many. I mean, you can't, I can't, I can't deny that. I mean, obviously Sunday was my first, you know, big Broadway show, but Into the Woods, just formative in terms of, you know, the role, what it meant to me, <clears throat> you know, in my career, just, I just got a lot of, I got some recognition. It was just, I, that had never happened mm-hmm. and just enjoyed working on it, enjoyed what it, you know, what, what it, what it meant to me at that time in my life and how much I loved creating that character. So yes, of course that in recent years, somehow, you know, working on the normal heart for me, I didn't even, wasn't even there. I was there for maybe a week total, just the the cast and the material and just what it meant just to, to everyone at that time. And it was just somehow just incredible, just everyone on set and Ryan Murphy and just the passion involved and just being there to witness. I was there, you know, at the tail end when Joe Mantello had that monologue where he was like flipping out. And so I was outside the room every time he filmed that and just those moments of, uh, and then going to the, you know, just seeing the end, going to the, the release party and like seeing it all come together. It was just, uh, just the passion project and seeing a lot of those people who are somewhat of, you know, stars, put all of that into that for this cause. Like you could tell how much they cared about that, you know? And I don't know, that just stands out to me. Danielle, what is like, what are you working on? What do you want to work on? I'm desperate to be inspired. And I know it's hard these days. I, I, I am writing, I'm trying to write stuff. I really, <laughs> it's difficult. I'm actually, interestingly enough, I have a friend who wrote this great play. I was supposed to do a, like a workshop reading of it. You know, there's this theater company here called Midtown Direct that a lot of people are involved in, like Norbert Leo Butts does stuff with them. You know, a lot of people. I just, there's a lot of Broadway and non-Broadway actors out here. I was supposed to direct it. So I've been doing stuff with that. I've been writing some stuff. I really, I have all these things that I want to do for myself and just write and I have some irons in the fire for that. I don't know what I will do about getting them to the next level, but I think it's time. 
I'm trying not to put pressure on myself to make some things happen, you know? Um, and I don't know. I'm curious to see what's going to happen on the other side of this, you know, but I feel, I don't know. I feel that I do want to get back on stage again in some capacity. Right. And I do want to direct. I do think I need to direct. And I think the next thing I'm going to direct is, um, hopefully this play well, that I, this chick wrote. I can't She's wait for it to happen. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk all about it when you are directing it, but it, yeah, sure. It's, <laughs> no, no, I know. No. Right. I just can't even, it's so hard to even think about it. Like I, well, let's get through today. Let's get through the rest of today. I know, right? It's really <laughs> tricky to think of. when I think about September, I'm like, Oh God, what's that look like? Right. Um, but that's probably when you're listening to this. So um, right. Danielle, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. You're, it's such a delight. You've been such an amazing teacher to so many kids at Broadway Workshop. So thank you for doing all of that work with us as well. I love Broadway Workshop. Um, good. We're going to have you back very soon. And uh, I want to know, we it. have to do Obsessed and we have to do quick fire questions. So oh God, what are obsessed. you obsessed with okay. right now, this week, <laughs> this moment? All right. So this is, I was just thinking about this before. So I very begrudgingly, so first of all, I'm, I come, I, I'm very fortunate that I have a 14 year old who talks to me. Okay. Thank you. And you know, it could change at any time. Yeah. He has been pushing me for a couple of years to get, to give myself over to the Marvel universe. Okay. I like action movies. I like Lord of the Rings, but I will not, I refused. I have fought him tooth and nail. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it, but I somehow gave over. So I am now, I, I, I'm lucky because I, he's filling me in on the, on these things that I don't feel like you don't have to watch the bad ones, but I am now on, I've watched a bunch of like Captain America and Thor. And I'm really, I enjoy the ones where I'm more into the story. First of all, Mark Ruffalo, like you can't get enough of him Ooh. as the Hulk. He's so yes. good. But I'm are you, have you watched them? They're not for me. Okay. But I didn't think they were either. And I have to say, I'm now watching, I'm halfway through Infinity Wars and I'm enjoying it, but the Guardians of the Galaxy is so funny. So I'm a little, I'm not quite obsessed. Now, the other thing I'm obsessed with, you're going to laugh your ass off at this. Summer is officially starting tonight. Big Brother fans. Can we talk about this? It's supposed to start on June 21st. Why did it take them so long to figure out that Big Brother in and of itself is a a quarantine? quarantine. Yes. So why? Julie Chen... I, my sister and her wife are so upset that March Madness didn't happen. They are doing a live draft tomorrow night. You get, we're doing a pool. This, we're insane. Why very am I exciting. I am excited. I'm like, uh, so now I'm watching this and I'm watching The Politician, which is another, like, it's, I can't even fathom what the show is. season so two kitschy. of Politician? I'm like, why are Judith Light and Bette Midler on the poster? It is the kitschiest, weirdest. Bette Midler. Gives a performance only suitable for a 5,000 seat theater. And it is Ben Midler and Alice. Like what the hell? They're hilarious. And the fact that Lucy Boynton looks 20 years younger than she did in Bohemian Rhapsody (laughs) is mind boggling. I'm like, who is she? And I'm like, that's the woman who married Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. She's beautiful. This This show, I'm like, fascinated by it like i can't even fathom what it is it's amazing it's so fun so yes those three All things right. well my obsession this week is perry mason <laughs> on hbo because uh, i love it i love a crime story and also i, I love the third i'm like obsessed with like the 30s um but yeah. if you love boardwalk empire then perry mason perry mason all right danielle okay. quick fire questions the broadway okay, i'm ready wait all right they start okay. out easy favorite okay. holiday Shit. Uh, Thanksgiving. First Broadway show you ever saw. <sighs> Annie. Okay. Did you have? Sorry, I think it was Annie. Did you have? No, I think yeah. it was either Annie or Forty Second Street. Did you have braces? Yes. It and had, had to have been Annie. Um, <laughs> just mm-hmm. time wise. Um, <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you. Did you? Were you in any of your high school musicals? Yes. First audition song. Where is love? One word to describe Mandy Patinkin. Sexy. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's the first thing I can best, think of. My mom. Best thing you know how to cook. Oh, God. Uh, burgers. Can you talk to birds? No. That's your famous uh, line. I um, know. Okay. Um, last time you watched your version of Into the Woods. Oh, God. Ten, uh, five years ago? Did you see the Into the Woods movie? Yes. Give it a letter rating. 
uh, like what's what's the highest? What's the lowest? Well, no, you like can say A, a B, C. If you were like grading, oh God, do I really? I can't. I can't take the fifth. Okay, you can. You can complete <laughs> the fifth. The fifth. Um, you can, <laughs> Sorry, it's all right. You just you essentially gave the rating without it. <laughs> if know. you can go back in time and do one performance of anything you've ever been in, what would it be? Baker's Wife. Do you do any impressions? Yes. What is it? Uh, Bart Simpson. Can you do it? I caramba, dude. Oh hey, man. Hey, lady. Where's my spy camera? Homer, eat my shorts, man. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm. I'm sweating from that. What would your mm. superhero power be, Marvel Universe? Flying. Um, did you have a Wrangler on Into the Woods? No. Good. Um, most recent Broadway audition? Oh, fuck. Um... I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh my God. Um, what do you want on your bagel? Cream cheese. Strangest. And tomato. Good. I'm good with that. Strangest stage door interaction. Oh my God. When somebody asked them they could if they could take a selfie with me with their shirt off. Oh, very strange. Yeah. Who would you rather quarantine with? John Lithgow, Bernadette Peters, or Katie Holmes? John. Do you, John Lithgow also on yeah, Perry Mason. He's really funny. Yeah, um, he's just funny. Okay. Uh, your go-to album for a car trip? Um, Hamilton. One show you'll never <laughs> get over not booking? Oh, God. Uh, God. Maybe you're very well adjusted if it's not coming right. No, no. It's just been a while. I just, you know, it's so funny. I think COVID has really effed me up. Like I can't short-term memory loss. Um, are you going to give me a second? I can give you one. No, second. Let's move on. But right. I'm going to come back. If you come it. back to it. Um, weirdest experience as a child star. Weirdest experience. Like, um, like Daisy Egan's was going to Disneyland with Mandy Patakin, just to give you an example. <laughs> oh my God. Um, probably when I went to, I, as a child star, oh my God, I remember going to that hotel where John Lennon was Oh shot. yeah, the Dakota? Yeah, and we went to a party there, and I remember it was a party at Susie Kurtz's apartment, and, and I was like, it was weird. I remember going in and seeing, like, they were like, this is where he was shot, and I was like, what? I don't know why I just remember this. This is, It's just standing out. I love it. Um, um, can you name two real housewives? No. Great. Name a musical you're okay with never seeing again. Footloose. Who will you pay full price to see on stage? You mean as a, in like a, as an audience in a member? Where would you, oh, a person? Yes. Would you pay like full in a show? price to see person X in a musical or play or something? <laughs> My mom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, Bernadette. Yeah. Um, yeah, I straight. Um, one moment in your life where you felt I'm fancy. Um, the opening of All My Sons. What movie can you watch over and over again? <laughs> um, oh God, so many. What have I seen lately? Uh, Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Um, I just watched it again. Would you let your sons do a Broadway play? Yes. Great. Um, favorite song to sing? Oh my God. Uh, <sighs> Lately I've been singing Stormy Weather a lot. I don't know why. It's just very sultry. Danielle, that is the favorite. end of the quick fire question. So I didn't do very you well. You did great. I can't think of a show that I never got over booking. Well, I'm not well adjusted. If it comes to you, well, I'll do a meme about it or something. Um, can you tell the people where they can find out about all things Danielle Furland? I wish. I have a fa my Facebook page. I have a Facebook page. You would think I would have like a good website. Yeah, we got to get you like. I know. I'm horrible. I'm really a terrible promoter. Get those sons building some websites I know, or something. I know. I know. the point of like having children so they can quietly work for you? I just started tweeting. It's not good. I'm not a good tweeter. It's 
terrible. Um, well, I love you. The people love you. Thank you. You're the best. Oh, thank you for sharing your story with me and for the people who listen to the podcast. Um, you're, it's, it's been such a delight to know you all these years. And I'm so thankful that you would, you know, take a little time out and uh, talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. You're, you're wonderful. Oh my God. Thank you. I'll take that with me all day. You've made my day. Friends, if you're listening, remember to subscribe to the little me podcast, download rate, subscribe. I don't really even care if you listen, but as long as you download it every week helps, it helps me do it. Follow me on Instagram (laughs) at little me podcast and Mark Tuminelli. Danielle, you're the best. Thank you everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me and follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.